this week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Cats from Hell, William Hickeyoffs, Rubber Puss Puss, Enter If You Dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology television show. But we've already done it, We've already baby. done it, Matt. I gotta stop you right there. You're right, because this is part two of our Tales from the Dark Side, the movie Spectacular. We, uh, last week, if you joined us, you heard us talk about the interstitials. Yep, the wraparound story and lot 249. I'm Matt Noss. You just heard Jen Hansen. That's my voice. And over here is my good buddy, Matt Rose. Woo! Uh, we're doing this together. We're sending this one off. With a smile. With a smile. With a smile. Um, so this episode, we are going to be covering the last two segments in the Tales from the Dark Side movie, Cat from Hell and Lover's Vow. We talked a little bit about the, um, the overarching... Um, casting and director and writers and stuff last episodes if you want more details on that but jen we're gonna go right into cat from hell so why don't you hit us up with some sweet deets about that sure guys here's some sweet deets about cat from hell here is the let me give you a little description of cat from hell first from wikipedia 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 in the second tale george a romero adapts a stephen king's short story of the same name Drogon is a wealthy, wheelchair-bound old man, played by William Hickey, who brings in a hitman named Halston, David Johansson, for a bizarre hire. Kill a black cat, which Drogon believes is murderously evil. Drogon explains that there were three other occupants of his house before the cat arrived. His sister Amanda, her friend Carolyn, and the family's butler, Richard Gage. Drogon claims that one by one, the cat killed the other three, and that he is next. Really is the whole thing. The whole yep. Thing. With, yep. with uh, what happens after that? Because that, that's kind of front-loaded. Yeah. There's there's still the stuff that happens, and we'll talk about it. Uh, Cat from Hell stars David Johansson as Halston. David Johansson is also known as Buster Poindexter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wrote Buster Poindexter and William Hickey. Oh, man. Hot, hot, hot. hot. <laughs> uh, David Johansson was a member of New York Dolls. He is. Uh, he performed as Buster Poindexter. He had a group called the David Johansson Group, which put out several albums and did a lot of touring. Huh. Seems like more than New York Dolls or Buster Poindexter. So I think wow. it was just a, a weird little 70s blip that I don't know as much about. Weird. Uh, as far as acting goes, he was in Scrooged as oh, Ghost Scrooge. of love Christmas Past. And... Um, he was on uh, SNL in 1986. Buster Poindexter was on there uh, quite a bit, like yes. kind of like a reoccurring thing. It was kind of like the G.E. Smith, yes, type <laughs> yeah. role. Yep. This episode also stars William Hickey as Drogon. William Hickey is another, uh, you know standby character actor. If you need a weird old man, William Hickey William is Hickey the first is guy is you your call guy. with. To say gravelly voice is 
really, he, I would say he has a rusty voice. Yeah. He's got that voice because he. I, I, everybody at this table knows that, boy, oh boy, do I give a spot on William Hickey. <laughs> Let's see if I can conjure some of that oh magic no. right now. It's me, William Hickey. It's me, William Hickey. Ooh, ooh, pretty that good. Was, that was closer. Okay. It's a hickey off. I, if, uh. if I did it, it would just end up sounding too much just like a plumber. So I'm I'm probably not it's gonna. It's a me, William Hickey. It's a me. Oh my god, that's exactly what I was gonna do. Gonna... <laughs> um, give me that a mushroom. I want to be big. <laughs> Whenever I I hear William Hickey's name, I think of um, forget Paris. Yes, because he is in that movie, and he gives this. He is like reading every sign him and Billy Crystal pass. <laughs> yeah. So he's like two guys from Greece <laughs> restaurant. Oh, what a feeling! <laughs> oh, so he's being—he's being everybody's mom on a car trip. <laughs> oh, oh! IHOP International House of Pancakes. International Come House for of- our pancakes. <laughs> he was uh, also in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, did a pretty big turn in uh, Pritzi's honor. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yeah, Allison Drummond played Carolyn. Alison Drummond, who we all know as, do you want to say it, Matt? Well, no, no. I was, I was just going to say we left out one very important thing. Oh, about I'm William sorry. Hickey. Yes, he was in the circus. Oh, that's right. Yes, right. Yeah, he is the, the season three uh, first episode. Yes, the circus. that's correct. And he is not the only um, recurring player from a Tales from the Dark Side episode yeah. in this episode in this vignette. Uh, we have Alice Drummond as Carolyn. She was the librarian from Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, whose 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 uncle uncle thought he was St. Jerome. Jerome. (laughs) Well, I'd call that a big yes. I just wrote Ghostbusters lady. Yep. Uh, It's all she'll ever be. Poor lady. But she was good in it. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Dolores Sutton played Amanda. She was an actress from the 50s. This was her last movie role. Oh, wow. And Mark Margulis played uh, Gage. Gage, thank you. I didn't write down his name because I just wrote Hector Salamanca in Big Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, He was in Scarface. He was in Requiem for a Dream, but most known to me as Hector Salamanca from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Saul. Yeah. yeah, but isn't he also in an episode of Tales from the Dark Side? I mm, believe he might have been. He is. Let me look because I had a note about that. You guys like mug. Do something. Caca, uh, uh, caca. Caca. <laughs> S- stall. Uh, no, he was not. The three cast members of this movie who have also appeared uh, on the show are Christian Slater, William Hickey, and Deborah Harry. Okay. Mm. All right. I think that James Remar might be on Monsters, though. Uh, I believe you are correct. Um, but yeah. So man lives. In a a big old abandoned castle thing, but there is a murderous cat that the guy who wrote "hot hot hot" needs to take out. But seen in cat vision, <laughs> cat cam, cat cam, cat cam, a dark side, a dark side, yeah, it's real dark side. Yeah, it. I, I wrote down because uh, the door from the dark side swings wide open. Er- and uh, we get Monster Cam, but it turns out to be Cat Cam. This this one, Cat from Hell, feels the most like one of the Creepshow episodes. And I think that might be because it is based on a Stephen King story. Yeah. And he did so much of Creepshow. 
There is a point in the three-quarter mark of this vignette where I just wrote down, oh, I'm sorry, I did not take my fucking tongue and shove it into my cheek. <laughs> um, all right, so Buster Poindexter shows up to a mansion, and the cab driver is like, for what he's paying me, I'll stay out here all night. Yeah. Wink. Um. He walks to the door. William Hickey greets him. William Hickey then lays out. <laughs> I, I just I wrote um, that Buster Poindexter gets out of the taxi and he's met with the worst voice in history because he gets out <laughs> and you just hear, hey, you. And it's like, oh, God, it's like fingers on Nails a chalkboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Face toilet. Um, <laughs> we so we, we're introduced to Drogon, right. which is William Hickey's character. Uh, he is classic old man in a wheelchair with a blanket on his lap. <laughs> the classic, yeah, he's what I think of. Yeah. Uh, so he starts. He starts monologuing. I mean, there's no. He he does. He has Halston there because he's ordering a hit. And Halston is like, yes. how did you get my info? What the fuck? Who are you? What up? Yeah, it, he he says, I want you to make a hit. And I just wrote, said the not cop. <laughs> because I need some of those powder drugs you have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need some of your jazz cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> what are the kids calling it now? Molly Ringwald? That's what I want. I want all of your Molly Ringwalds. And then I want you to bring your supplier over for a nice ham dinner. Because, <laughs> boy, oh boy, am I going to be doing buco business with him. Yeah, and all of his friends. Everyone he knows who also sells fun powder. Oh, can you see my microphone? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I like to record everything for YouTube. <laughs> I'm a big... I need to get cocaine so I can do an unboxing video of cocaine. It's my number one request. <laughs> hey, you... it's Dan the Channel. Um, unboxing cocaine. Also, like and subscribe. Make sure you comment. <laughs> Click that button right down there. <laughs> Make sure you tell me about the cocaine you want to see next, because I <laughs> would love to do more cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Why has this unfortunately been done for in I, review? I'm sure, yeah. Well, Andy Daly like was reviewing. Oh, did in, he? In review, oh yeah. One of them was drugs. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. And he, such a he loves cocaine. Oh, that's great. God, I love Andy Daly. I didn't watch enough review. Review is uh, it's a tough show to watch after the first season. Yeah, because he basically flushes his whole life down the toilet. Yeah. Um, because uh, he says that he, no matter what it is, if it's a life experience, I'll review it. And like six episodes in is divorce. Yes. Yes, <laughs> so, I've seen that. Yeah. And Andy Daly it's dark, man. has no half steps. Yeah. If, if In his comedy. like God, he's so funny. God. All right. Let's anyway, talk about yes. him on Daily Cast. So yeah. he, uh, he talks about how he was referred to Halston by Saul Loger. Um, old Saul Loger. Old Saul. Don't ask about him. We'll talk about him later, for some reason. So, I I thought this part was kind of funny. Where, uh, well, who am I killing? You are victim. 
is right behind you. So he turns around, switchblade. Yeah. Like he just had that at the ready. Yeah. Ready to throw it like Golgo 13. <laughs> Guys, he's hot, hot, hot. <laughs> so it pulls back and there's just a black cat. That ain't no regular black cat. No. So he, you know, Halston kind of makes a face like, what the fuck? And um, Drogon pulls out an envelope full of money. Uh, 50000 now. And then another 50,000 when the cat is dead. And then he goes into this cat has killed three people in the house. There used to be four of us. It was me. It was Carolyn, my sister's friend. It was Amanda, my sister. And it was Rich Gage. Mm -hmm. We were rich, old, unhappy people. And then the cat showed up one day and... (laughs) And it just shows Gage threatening a cat with a butter knife. <laughs> oh, this is the fucking best. Like it was, it, I think it was sepia toned or maybe yeah. it was like blue toned or whatever. But it's just, it's Gage who was the butler um, polishing some silverware. And then the cat comes up and he just takes the knife and starts yelling at the cat and like mo- like making a stabbing motion. I think motion. that's why the cat's trying to murder everybody. Yeah, yeah that cat was just like, hey, everybody, how's it going? Yeah. I'm, I'm your right, neighbor well, next door. Oh, no, oh, okay. Okay, oh, it's going to be like this. All right, well, let me steal your breath. <laughs> yeah, I really was like, is, it, is this also cat's eye? Yeah. <laughs> it is not, but, but uh, it, yeah. it kind of is. When it, when it, like when he first had the knife though and he went after it the motion that he made reminded me of Homer goes to college where Bart goes face it dad you're hanging with nerds you take and that he grabs back. Him and he goes yeah cuz i just wrote <laughs> you take that back <laughs> um william hickey lays out that this cat has murdered his sisters yes. yes amanda took pity on the cat and she put out a saucer of milk um and that's when i wrote oh shit Carolyn is Alice from Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hickey just wanted that cat out. He hate that that cat hates me or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I actually thought that it was a really nice transition from past to present because it was Hickey um kind of wheeling himself from the kitchen into the room where he's talking to Hans, uh not Hanson, Holston. Mm-hmm. But it was like Past going tense. from the past, and, yeah, into and he wheeled right present. into the present. It was cool. I thought was that a nice was a really device. cool transition. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he asks, you know, how I made all my money. Drogan Pharmaceuticals, one of the largest pharmaceutical companies uh, in the country. We make the cat murdering drug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wait a minute. I was try Dolomol Phenylbarbon Compound G. I, I wrote, it's the T virus, uh, but like, for cats. <laughs> is this? <laughs> Boner pills? Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, 5,000 dead cats were made to make this pill? What? What wasn't? Yeah. And he's like, that's why this cat wants me dead. It's because I'm a cat murderer. Mm-hmm. So he, he um, I think it was Halston says that this is one step up from street junk. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to try to shoehorn a trash reference in here, yeah. <laughs> but it was like uh, I just I'm not good enough to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hickey lays everything on the table, and then he's like, "Also, see you later. Yeah, I'm yeah. going into the city. 
you you know you make sure to have this done by the time I get back, I guess, or not, whatever. Or be dead. Yeah, I'm I'm out of here. Bye. Buster Poindexter. He can't not be Buster. I feel like to people our age, he's only he's Buster just, Poindexter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like Christian Slater is cuffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Halston is Buster Poindexter. Yes, and he. At this point, does he open up his suitcase? Well, wait, Full. hold on, hold on. We <laughs> this fucking suitcase. Well, I want to talk about the suitcase too, but we were we rushed through something. Okay. We rushed through the explanations of the deaths. Okay, yes. Uh because Drogan starts he goes into um the drug and how five thousand cats died, and then he talks about how his sister died at midnight. She got up to I don't know, to go do something, and the cat tripped her and What's that? It's just pee-pee. You yeah, can she, say pee-pee. Okay, she pee-pee. Pee you can you say me. it. You got me. Okay. Um, oh, this is getting close to my pee. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was close to midnight. Yes, it yes. was close to midnight. She um, she gets up and the cat trips her down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, she falls, uh, breaks her neck, cracks her head open, whatever. Dead. Yeah. And then uh, Drogon wanted the the cat killed, and uh, I believe Amanda mm-hmm. was the one who was like, "Nope," or no, I'm sorry, Caroline is the one who was like, "No, no, no," and locked the cat in her room. And this led to oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> oh you're right. How could how could how we? could we possibly <laughs> glance over this? Oh my god. Um, so she's falling asleep. <laughs> 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 this. It might as well. It might as well have been two cat paws holding a tiny pillow over. Her <laughs> so the the cat is just two paws coming up with a gun. <laughs> the tiniest little noose. <laughs> so. Matt is trying to explain, <laughs> and we Matt. are ruining so, it. No, no, I, I just want to get the setup out yeah. of the way. She is sleeping on her back in bed, and like some fancy bed with silk pillows and shit. Mm-hmm. And you just see the cat jump up. Now, uh, full disclosure, I have three black cats. So watching this, I was just like, no, yeah, no. Uh, it it jumps up and it like you know slinks up to her, sits on her chest, and then. You see the paw go up to the lips, and then I just wrote, "Is that cat trying to fuck her face to death?" <laughs> it basically becomes a face hugger from Alien, yeah. <laughs> and she is like the K and B did a great job with the makeup, but mm-hmm. apparently they do not know how to make a realistic looking, realistic looking cat puppet. No, that was that was a, a bundle of pipe cleaners, <laughs> just sort this, of batting her in the face. This this turned into an early Conan sketch. <laughs> oh yeah, it really no, did. It really might as well have just been like a cat sitting on a stool, and then from <laughs> two below, little two little paws come up with a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you guys have gone over a bunch of different methods. I really would have liked to have seen the tiny little paws with a garret. Yes. And it comes up and it chokes her from behind. <laughs> <laughs> but so that death was also at minute. Do you guys have any more? No. I Okay. All right. Because we can keep going. 
I'm sure you guys have something. Nothing? Okay. All right. Um, so died at midnight. Um, and then... Cat gives her a tiny injection of insulin. <laughs> There you bring, go. Brings yeah. its tiny paws up. It taps inserts the it, taps a needle, <laughs> draws, takes it out, yeah. taps it again. It ties, it ties, ties a, a little rubber, t- rubber t- well, Then, you, then you see the other two paws come up. <laughs> like it's on its back doing yeah. all this. Yeah. Then shimmies over to uh, yeah. to Caroline. The two little paws open up a pill bottle, yes. spill some by the side, <laughs> <laughs> writes a note. A note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. That's I it. I can't go on. We're out of tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Litter box not changed. Can't live. <laughs> okay. So and then the final death. The final death. Well, but I, I just wanted to point out that Halston looks really amused by this yes. point. Where he's just like, are, are, are you serious? Well, I mean, he's looking at William Hickey, who's this doddering old man. He's like, yeah, sure. It's this is easy money. Yeah. Yes. So the, the final death. During <laughs> this one that the cat actually jumps in his lap? Or is it after he explains uh, no, this No, it is after he explains uh, what happens to Gage. So Gage had looked all around the property for the cat, finally finds it, um, captured it, and Drogon had called ahead to the vet in Milford mm-hmm. and told him, I need you to put this cat down. And it was it was late at night. It was like 11-something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the vet was like, fine, whatever. So Gage drove to Milford with the cat in a basket and I just wrote, oh God, that's right. um, Gage drove with the cat in a basket like a goddamn foolish idiot. Yeah. <laughs> because that is, that is, my cats do not want to kill me and they would kill us all if yeah, I, let, if I just basket. let, yeah, if I just left like an untied basket where it was like, oh yeah, no, this death we'd was all also be dead. fairly silly because, oh, it was, it was more than fairly silly. It, it might as well have been two little paws coming up from the back seat covering his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then another paw grabbing the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> it was Toonsis. It became Toonsis. <clears throat> it was so, everything short of the car driving yes. off of the cliff. Yes. Yes. So the, the cat got out and it jumped up on the dash. Mm-hmm. And. So I know you two don't have cats and it might be more difficult for you two to recognize when a cat is not mad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But this cat jumped up there and like it opened its mouth and you just hear that was not the noise that cat was making. No, was that That cat cat, yawning? No, that cat was just like, hello. (laughs) That cat. I'm assuming they had a couple cats for different types of reactions, but the. All of those cats looked lovely mm-hmm. and like they wouldn't hurt a fly. I mean, yeah. granted, they would. They're murdering animals. But like it was just so funny to me to see them make the cats like look menacing when it was like that cat is straight up like waiting for you to pet it. Yeah. <laughs> but so the the cat gets out. It's sitting on the dash. And I just wrote, it looks charming and regal as fuck. <laughs> Fuck you, Drogon. I can't wait for you to collapse into a pile of dry bones and dust, you dumb bag of turds. 
Wow. I I had a, I had some issues with this one. But uh, Matt, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm right here. It's just you and me. Uh, I'm a little worried that Matt Rose is working for Big Cat. <laughs> oh yeah. You didn't know huh? that? What? Uh, what? Do, what? What are you nothing. guys talking about? No, nothing. Uh, no, we were just talking about my fetish. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, toilet face. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Excuse me, face toilet. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking about well, toilet. No, actually, I'm not a hold on, fucking hold on, monster. Hold, hold up, Matt. We never defined what it meant. Was it face toilet or was it toilet face? You did not give us the information we required. Look, if you don't listen to me, I can't <laughs> help. <laughs> All right, let's jump ahead. It's the old Halloween legend. <laughs> oh yeah, of old face toilet, oh, toilet yeah. face. When you get out of the car and you look at the car door <laughs> handle, and there's, there's a toilet poop. seat hanging out. He was there. Toilet face was here. I know what you did last summer to toilet face. Flush, flush, flush. <laughs> All right. You aren't supposed to be using that in this septic tank. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, the cat scratches Gage's face. It it prances around the car, uh, gets him a few more times, and then the the car kind of careens out of control, and the camera does a spinny thing over and over and over, mm-hmm. I guess, to indicate that the car rolled a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he says that a week later, uh, a week after Gage's funeral, the cat came back. Yep. Classic cat came. Thought back. he was a goner. Yeah, came yeah. back the very next day. Yep. <laughs> um. All right. So now Halston is skeptical of this whole thing, uh, and but he brought some supplies with him just in case. Just, right. just in case. Well, he knew that it was a hit. He yeah, just didn't yeah, know fair. that it was a cat hit. Yeah. <laughs> and he has the cat in his lap. Yeah. This is like, when this is when um the cat jumps up in Halston's lap and it's purring and he's petting it. Um, and then, like a fool who has never held a cat before in his entire life, he grabs the cat by the neck while it's all of its paws are in his crotch and like starts to starts to say, I could snap this thing's neck right now. Bad idea, dude. Bad idea. It runs away. Well, it claws him like he's a chump. Uh, and then runs away. That's that's I I have that. Oh, I believe now. you. Yeah. <laughs> well, he get, so he gets this palm sc- the palm scratch, and William Hickey's like, <laughs> good luck <laughs> again, <laughs> again. Thank you, William. <laughs> For a second, I thought that the reanimated the, the corpse, corpse of William, of William Hickey was sitting before me. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Uh, this is another divergence that we don't need, but that <laughs> voice was basically from the Conan O'Brien oh, late night the, show. Oh, the, um, the Roseanne Barr voice? Yes. Uh, Conan used to do this like end of the season sweeps, oh, the sweeps week, week, and he would have Polly the Peacock would come out and talk about how awesome it is, and then Conan, uh, how awesome all the NBC shows are, mm-hmm. and then Conan would say something about the other networks. I was like, well, I'm very excited to see the end of Roseanne, mm-hmm. and Polly goes, ah! It's gonna be terrible. I have a clip, and it is a hanger. <laughs> it's a fucking hanger with a balloon head, <laughs> and, and then like a sh- yeah, like just like a baggy shirt on the hanger, and all you hear is goodbye, and the, and balloon, the balloon pops. <laughs> I would go see Conan because he's coming to town. Oh really? When? Yeah. Um. Soon. Oh, cool. Ish. 
uh, he's doing that big tour and he has a VIP experience where you get to meet him and do a meet and greet. Yeah. I would almost spend the money just to be like, thank you for Polly the Peacock and Roseanne's blowing up. And he would probably be like, what? Yeah. I actually, no, he's I, I such would, a comedy I, nerd of his own stuff. Yeah, I would, I would imagine that he would be like, oh, I'm glad you liked that. A lot of a lot, some of the writers were not crazy about it. He's like, "That's all Smigel." Yeah, <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what he would say. All right, well, we're, let's get back on. Uh, Buster Poindexter opens up his tickle trunk of murder, and he pulls out a garrot. He yes. has a garrot. What? Well, he's got drugs, knives, guns, stolen first. Yeah. I when I was writing that down, I yeah, that's the first thing that my brain went to. He's feeling some whiskey. He's mm-hmm. feeling hot, hot, hot. Uh, so one thing they do here is they show the clock. Yes, it is nine p.m. Uh, and he says, "What is it about rich people and cheap booze?" And the cat is like watching him from, from the cat kitchen. Vision. Yeah, yeah, and he says, "Nothing but the best for me." And um, Hickey had told him that there was everything he could possibly want in the house. Mm-hmm. Booze, food, whatever. A pile of mashed potatoes to do your business. <laughs> <laughs> we are learning a lot more about yeah. Matt than I, than I thought we would. What? It's the most comfortable place to dump Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, it's the most I meant place- for fucking. Hold on. Oh, hold on. I was gonna. I was gonna say, where does the comma fall in that sentence? <laughs> it's the best place to dump Matt, or the best place, place to, to dump, dump comma Matt. Matt. I believe. Was, yeah, that was my. I would never dump cat a Matt. attack. Kaka. <laughs> when you Ka-ka. least expect it. So, did you guys notice what was in the fridge? Um, what was in the fridge? I, <laughs> he opens the fridge. There was an o- mostly empty jar of grape jelly, a g- jar of grape poupon, because of course mm-hmm. there would be. A couple slices of cheese, one egg, a like partial stick of butter, some cream cheese, and an empty thing of salad dressing. <laughs> and that's why he's like, "Yeah, anything I would want." Yeah. Oh, this is this is very. This is like barely related. I was in a meeting. No, I was waiting outside the meeting room for the meeting to start. And you know when the meeting goes over by like the meeting in front of you goes over oh, by yeah. two minutes and, and like everyone in the hallway is like losing their mind. Fucking daggers. And yeah, and you're like you start doing the like peek into the room and hey, like uh, hey guys, you guys yeah. wrapping up. So they were like three minutes over, three to oh, four man, minutes over. They're monsters. And then you know they leave at least they have the decency to be sort of sheepish at the end, you know, kind of walking out with their eyes done. I think maybe one person said starry. But one of the Starry? Dudes, yes, it's, it's a starry. <laughs> um <laughs> And then we're like, oh, they're they're touched. It's okay. Um, but one of the uh, one, I, I love that the guy who cannot talk at all yeah. just called you out for that. Yes. So I'm sorry, yes. and I'll probably <laughs> exactly. not cut it. Yes. But I should. <laughs> um. So one of the guys comes out and says, "Hey, at least we left you guys. Uh, we left you guys some cookies in there, so you guys can finish off the cookies in there." Oh no. Like, all right, and we go in. There were no fucking cookies in that room. Everybody went in to look for those cookies. We were all, it was like after lunch, everybody's like, oh yeah, all right. All right, that makes it okay. There's like, you know, a handful of cookies. Who Who does that? Who was this monster? I did not know who he was, but I wanted to like run after him. 
Why would you lie about cookies? Oh, you don't, you don't, don't do that. Lie about cookies. You I don't stay like three minutes past your meeting and then lie and to the cat attack. Cat, cat attack. Cat attack. <laughs> so the cat scratches him, and he yells, "Nobody hits me twice!" But then he chides himself, and he's like, "Can't get hot. Don't get hot. Don't get hot. We're don't get hot, hot, hot. You make mistakes when you're hot." <laughs> You I feel see that, what you did there. Script. You you feel yeah. them fire. Yeah, you feel them fire getting hot, hot, hot. It is hot, hot, hot. Yes. Um, th- it is at this point I believe that he takes off his jacket because he's cut on his neck mm-hmm. and he's bleeding on his shirt. Well, he sees the blood on his sleeve. Yeah, and then he starts basically going up the the blood trail and sees. Now, how did he not know that the cat had scratched him in the neck and that he was bleeding? Because he was so hot. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, so yeah, he takes his jacket off and he starts complaining about how this is a hundred dollars shirt. I write this down. I go, who is he bragging to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hundred dollar Gordon Gartrail shirt. <laughs> he wants the cat to know. <laughs> well, he, was already te- he was already telling him that he's like a high roller with booze. So, uh, so by this point it is 1030 and things aren't looking good for buster poindexter no not not at all let's go back to the murder tickle trunk <laughs> he has poison yeah yeah he has thing. a syringe it's just a wily e. coyote cartoon from this point out basically yeah yeah it is it does not take me much longer to write oh i need to be taking my fucking tongue yeah and, and just, just shoving shoving it. right in the fucking corner <sighs> so so this this has my second favorite use of a cat dummy because he's he's playing pool and out of nowhere the cat jumps on his crotch. Yes. I just, I just wrote haha cat jumped on his dick. Cat and, attack. And cat attack. So he tears the crotch straight out of these pants, kind of like the pair of pants that you had when you worked at Pizza Hut. Yep. Um and so Okay, Matt, good. Well, Continue. It's not worth going it's, into. It's okay, not worth going, no, not not now. But Matt just had a pair of pants where the crotch was basically useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So this is when Halston goes into the suitcase of danger and gets his big gun, I'm and like, he says, "Why didn't you sight? get that before?" Before, uh, who knows? Uh, maybe he didn't want to clean up a mess. But he says that you're going to pay for all your nine lives in one lump mm-hmm. sum. And by this point, it is eleven fifty. And he's sitting there, and in the background on the TV, Martin. Martin, yes. Uh, and not the not the Martin Lawrence show, but yes. the, um, the Romero. movie George Romero made about vampires that I I personally like quite a bit. I think it was a very moody atmosphere. I've movie. only seen it once. I need to, and it's been a. It hasn't been for a long time. I need to revisit. Cat attack! Cat attack! Cat attack! Uh, so he's setting traps for the cat and stuff. Uh, he. Getting ready to hand him a, a a acme weight and walk him off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> right this way. He he has set up piles of bird seed yes. all, <laughs> all over the great hall. So the cat jumps from out of nowhere and pulls some kind of goddamn ninja move and slashes him across the face. Mm-hmm. This cat was probably a year, a year and a half old. It was not a mature cat. It was small. There's no way it could jump up to a six foot dude's face, claw him in the face, and then get away. Okay. Just, and I mean, I guess this is like a cat from hell, but whatever. Uh, um, Matt. Yeah, sorry. This is a cat. This cat. I know. 
I'm sorry. Matt, it's, you're trying to, I think, look at this <laughs> from a sense of realism and not from a place where you're taking that fucking tongue. Is your tongue? And you are just jamming it on the side of your because mouth. Because if you didn't get bleeding. it, this cat is going to full on enter. <laughs> well, okay. we'll, get, we'll get to that in a couple seconds. So, okay, you're right. I've, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking things too seriously. It's it's got cats, so it's I tend, Miller I, time. Yeah, yeah, I tend I tend to do that. No, I love it. Um, if it was a dog, I'd do the same. So uh, this is where, after getting scratched in the face, <laughs> if it was a toilet. <laughs> <I would do. laughs> um, Leave that toilet actually, alone. Yeah, uh, a <laughs> toilet would never uh, like, a soft closed toilet would never close on his dick like that. <laughs> it just you don't understand what it's been through. <laughs> you don't understand what I put it through. Cat attack. Cat attack. Uh, wow. So this is this is the part where Holston decided instead of shooting the cat, he would just shoot every vase in the house. <laughs> well, I'm trying to cut its feet like John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, it, the the clock starts uh, chiming twelve, and the cat's chasing him around. Cat cam. Cat cam. The cat. The cat jumps at his face and gets in his mouth. Yes. And it starts wiggling in. And finally, he falls over. The cat makes it all the way in and down into his guts. And you see the cat like moving around like under his stomach, which is yeah. awesome. It's yeah. fucking it's great. great. It's Loved it. great. So his body's on the floor. Woefully confused. Yeah. I'm like, in his mouth? But, uh, you know. I, I go for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. I've been on a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that open mouth can take anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's the next morning. And Is Drogan... it that I consider the an open toilet a face? <laughs> Maybe it, that's it. And it's less about you putting your face in the, in toilet? the toilet. Because then you would... I okay, love that if this morning. is the first episode a person's listened to, they've It's also the last episode. <laughs> no, they've already turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the next morning, and Drogon shows up. He he wheels in and he sees the gun lying on the ground, and he sees uh Buster Poindexter with a gaping mouth mm-hmm. and starts saying, like, no, 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 no. And no, no, I, no, 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 that no. That was good. That no, was good. No, 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 no. Goodbye. <laughs> um, so I actually really liked what happened here. The clock started chiming 12. Mm-hmm. And once it did, the cat starts climbing out of his guts, comes out of his mouth. This effect is fucking great. It's great. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it bursts forth from his mouth. And onto the lap of Drogon. Drogon dies of a heart attack, um, which the drugs were supposed to prevent mm-hmm. in the first place. Uh, and then I just wrote, the cat grooms himself like a regal king. <laughs> so it's a happy ending. It is a happy ending. Yes. For well, the cat. Yes. Well, uh, we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Hey, everybody, it's Matt. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to Transmissions from the Dark Side and uh, being patient with this episode. We will actually be doing the best of episode next week, and then the week after that we'll be doing the transmissionies. So uh, 
back to the show. And we're back. Uh, Jen, give us a scale for uh, the cat from hell. Uh, scale of one to ten uh, uh, lap blankets. I didn't like this one as much. This okay. is seven and a half, eight. I'd give it an eight. Uh, I give it a seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's still, I mean, the, still good, still entertaining. I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to actually, I'm going to recant. I'm going to bump it up to an eight for the effects. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I was thinking in my head. It was like, this wins on effects alone. Yep. Um, because it's so over the top, yeah. but at the same time, kind of believable. Yeah. This one kind of drags. This one and the next one, Lover's Vow, I just felt like it's like, all right, get to the point. I feel like we yeah. dragged it out a little too long. Well, um, let's get to the next one. Yeah. It is called Lover's, Lover's Vow. Vow. And Jen, give us those sweet deets. The third and final segment is written by Michael McDowell based on the Yuki Ona, a spirit or yonkai in Japanese folklore, or more specifically, a version in Kwaidan stories and studies of strange things. I could be mispronouncing all of those things. A despondent artist named Preston witnesses a gruesome murder committed by a gargoyle-like monster. The monster agrees to spare Preston's life as long as he swears to never speak of what he saw or describe the monster's appearance to anyone. The monster vanishes, leaving Preston traumatized and confused, but bound by his oath to never talk about the incident. And then some other stuff happens, which we will talk about right now. Lover's Vow stars... Uh, James Remar as Preston. James Remar has been in a ton of, a ton stuff. of stuff. Warriors. He was in the Warriors. Yep. He was in Forty Eight Hours. He was uh, in uh, Sex in the City. He's actually on Black Lightning now. Oh, okay. He was uh, Dexter's dad on Dexter. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, he was in Django Unchained. Uh, oh, I think right. He, he was two characters. He was in two Django characters Unchained. that both got killed in Django yep. Unchained. He was also originally cast as Hicks in Aliens. Oh, that's right. uh, But had to be replaced early into filming. He can be seen from the back as the Marines walk along a corridor, but only because the in-camera miniature of the set had been junked and too expensive to reshoot. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jer was played by Ashton Wise. Maddox was played by Philip Lankowski, a couple of TV actors. Wyatt uh, was played by Robert Klein, the comedian who was a member of Second City Chicago oh, in I didn't the know 60s. He was, oh, yeah, wow. he was in a ton of TV, lots of comedy. And Carol was, Carola was played by Ray Don Chong, uh, adorable, popular actress oh, God, of the she 80s. Was in so much. She was in Commando. She was in Commando. She was in The Color Purple. She was in the... The movie that holds up so well, Soul Man with C. Thomas Howell. Oh, God. Um, and for the last 20 years, she's had like one credit a year. So she's like, she keeps working. She keeps doing stuff here and there. Uh, her father is Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Had no Chong. idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, man lives in New York City. Where you're just struggling to be an artist. But there is a gargoyle. Who is just fucking tearing shit up left and right, man. But makes you make a promise? It's It's the dark dark side. side. The real dark side. The door from the dark side swings wide open. And it's a matte painting of the city. Matte painting of the city. And we see a gargoyle, mm-hmm. and then um, 
it's watching over an artist who's having a tantrum over a failed craft project. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote, my house of sticks isn't working. <laughs> it's like he's making, you know, it's like, uh, could you make us a bridge out of pipe cleaners and straws? Sure. Yeah, sure. This Wait, is what I, I went to art school for. Yeah. yeah. Break, 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 break. You know what? I need a drink. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think he gets a call from Jerry, the bartender. Uh, does he talk so- to his... Well, he says that Wyatt has been waiting for him for half an hour. Oh, that's right. Okay. And so he goes down to the corner bar uh, where apparently he's a fixture. And uh, his agent is there. We find out yes. Wyatt. And, and Wyatt orders a fucking dram buoy. That is a baller move. <laughs> Straight dram buoy. Oh, well, didn't he say dram buoy on the rocks? I thought it was like up. Oh. I don't oh. know. Okay. <laughs> well, it might have been on the rock. Um, either. Either, either way is a bad Regardless. choice. It's like a, a Rumpelman's run through a sock. <laughs> How does the only person to order a dram buoy in New York not be the one to be killed? Because <laughs> he's the hardest man alive. Yeah, it's, it's him and Tupac at this point. <laughs> So I will admit I have never had a drambuoy. I've before. also never had a drambuoy. I am looking up the flavor profile of yeah, drambuoy. Is, is drambuoy like a like a um like an ouzo or like is it okay? Drambuoy is a golden colored forty percent liquor made from Scotch whiskey, honey, herbs, and spices. Oh shit! So it's okay, a that sweet good, whiskey. Actually. Yeah. The brand has been owned by the McKinnon family for 100 years, but was bought by William Grant and Sons in 2014. Hmm. Just like William Grant and Sons. (laughs) But again, you and your grudge against that company. Well, look, man, I have my reasons. (laughs) They know what they did. But Drambuoy is a pretty fucking baller. Yeah. That's the sound of Drambuoy. That's like ordering the dimple pinch. Yeah. I loved in uh, Mad, uh, not Mad Men, um, Breaking Bad, when he, it's the very end, spoilers, mm-hmm. it's the very end, and he goes to a bar, it's the second to the last episode, and he orders a dimple pinch. Yes. And it's like, now people are fucking going to get the dimple pinch. Yeah. And uh, they did. Yeah. I, f- I saw it for the first time after that. I've yeah, never me even too. seen it before. I don't even know what it is. It's just a whiskey. Oh. Okay. Boy, oh boy, does uh, does Wyatt lay into him? Yeah, Judith, ha- Judith, the owner of a gallery, hasn't moved any of his stuff in six months. And tomorrow, if he doesn't go pick his stuff out, it's gonna get junked. Mm-hmm. And he look, can no you're longer- my agent, man. You, you're getting ten percent, ten percent of nothing. I wrote te- that's fucking ice cold. Yeah, yeah. that's those. That's something that somebody who that orders drambuoy <laughs> says to you. <laughs> Yeah, it ten percent of nothing, nothing is nothing. nothing. Well, yeah, because mm, drambuoy. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you don't mind, uh, doesn't Miss Hoover get that on a test? Doesn't she like like Lisa sees like a smudge on her paper and she's like, "That's drambuoy." <laughs> Probably. <laughs> There's some line. I gotta. I can't remember where it is. Now, if you I don't mind, know. I'm gonna go. I got a case of gold schlager. I'm, I'm filtering the gold flakes out of. <laughs> I gotta fill my teeth. This is the only way. <laughs> Uh, so Wyatt leaves. Um, I, he leaves. 
he puts a 20 under a b- got bottle of beer mm-hmm. and like says see ya and so uh preston crumples it up the the dollar bill not the bottle of beer and throws it and then drinks the bottle and then we cut to later that night and he is three sheets to the wind he is pissed oh he um, is and but he's sober enough for the bartender to drive him home whereas the guy in the bar is just going to Maddox. sleep on the bar tonight yeah. Maddox. yeah so he, he you know how it goes yeah um and i mean i will i will be honest uh, i have had a bartender drive me home before i was friends with the bartender yeah. but yeah she drove me home the the driving home of a uh Patron. Of a patron is not as disconcerting as just leaving letting the patron leaving there. the patrons <laughs> asleep on the bar. Yeah, can I'll you imagine see you at ten o'clock tomorrow? Yeah. Can you imagine Mo leaving Barney in Mo's? Yeah. Uh, not a chance. Exactly. You're not going to leave an addict in the room. Right. Hey, uh, please don't drink anything. <laughs> and if you're going to vomit, make sure you turn your head. <laughs> well, they're outside for mere moments. Uh, and Preston is peeing against the wall. We see Jerry, uh, when Jerry was closing up, he put a gun in his pocket mm-hmm. uh, to to reestablish this is a bad neighborhood. They're outside, he's peeing on the wall, and you hear like a flapping noise in the alley. There's a bunch of boxes and stuff. You can't really see what it is. You know this is a gargoyle neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Classic gargoyle mm-hmm. neighborhood. Uh, so <laughs> Jerry um, kind of pulls the gun out of the pocket a little bit. You yep. start to heal, hear more noises. You see a shadow. You see a shadow. And you, you see fl- him fl- 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 freak out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and before he can get the gun all the way out, his you just, hand is you, fucking lopped Yeah, you off. see something swing at him. And the hand flies off and basically like Like he is made of whipped cream. Yeah, smacks Preston like in the leg or the butt. And he turns around and he's like, huh, what? And I love the makeup for this sequence. So great. Because then the next thing that happens is it cuts back to Jerry's face and he gets hit by the thing and it tears the skin off of half of his face. That Mm -hmm. was a really great effect. effect. Um, and, and he it's, yells it's for help. only topped by this next effect mm-hmm. where he he yells for help and the and the gargoyle knocks his goddamn head off <laughs> like like the tar man in return of the living dead yeah unbelievable it's like in reanimator when uh when what's his face has the fake uh, the fake head on his body yeah. she just knocks it off of him yeah <laughs> needless to say the guy who's peeing against the wall is a little bit concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So he he turns around and he is face to face with this gargoyle. And he he, you know, kind of begs for his life a little bit. Uh and the gargoyle tells him that I'll let you live, but your life in exchange for a promise. Mm-hmm. And then he tells him, You can't describe what happened tonight. You can't tell anyone what I look like. And he says, like, I promise, I promise. And I'll never says, describe what you look like to anyone. And he says, do you promise? Yeah, cross your heart. And it slashes him across the chest and mm-hmm. flies away. And so I understand this would be very disconcerting. I, it would put me out of sorts. Mm-hmm. He he runs down the street and he hides in an alley. And then I I'm not sure what his thought process was. 
going forward, aside from I'm just going to terrorize someone I'm else. I'm just going to terrorize Ray Dong Chong. Yeah. So Ray Dong Chong is, is walking down the street and he grabs her from out of an alley, covers her mouth, shoves her against the wall and goes, shh. Holy shit, was this rapey. It, it was, but then she, like, uh, this is again, it's the end of the 80s. It's the kind of thing where you can do this to a woman and then say, no, I'm just trying to protect you. And then she's like, oh, okay, let's go to your apartment. Well, yeah, he says you, you can come I would love with to go to the bone zone with you. Yeah. yeah, he asks her what she's doing in this neighborhood. Well, I was looking for a taxi. There's no taxis in this neighborhood. Come, to Mac to, come back to my place and we'll call you a taxi. No, thank you, is what she should have said. said. But instead she was like, mm, sounds okay. good. Yeah, okay. And so they go back to his place. Um, he w- and he's not there, but five minutes, and he's like, "I gotta fucking draw gargoyle." <laughs> <laughs> I to draw a gargoyle. I got some gargoyle in me. Hey, right what now. are you creating images of? No, 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 he picks up the phone and he calls the police and you know the guy answers the the cop answers the phone police department uh yeah how does he explain this he a yeah. can't talk about it b it's fucking crazy yeah so he just the guy the cop says like ah whatever jerk and mm-hmm. hangs up so he hangs up the phone she says what was that he's like oh the the number to the cab is busy mm. nah, that 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 sounds fishy tell to you me. what's not busy my hand right now. But it, Drawn it, gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's going to be busy in a few minutes doing? Drawn, Ray Don John. <laughs> Drawn gargoyles and playing with that puss. <laughs> <laughs> they go. This episode goes uh, a From little. From zero to 100 miles per hour. This could be like a Halloween Red Shoe Diaries. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because it. it uh, a little caliente. You know, it's a little sensual. There's lots of stroking of backs. There is um There's some side boob, right? Oh uh, yeah, no, there's 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 some straight nip. Is yeah, straight straight, straight boob. Um I think it was a stunt boob to be okay. honest. Yeah. But uh yeah, so he had been cleaning his chest in the bathroom. <laughs> it was I'm a not stunt boob. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> My dick said thanks. <laughs> um yeah, so she says, well, maybe I'll just call a cab in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote, do you want to end up a lampshade? <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't end up a lampshade. No, they, she doesn't. They, they make they... sweet love uh, and uh, they end up staying together. <laughs> he wakes up in the morning and he's drawing on like a napkin or some mm-hmm. shit, fucking gargoyle. And she kind of comes up behind him and she's wearing one of his shirts and. Uh, and she like kind of sits in front of him and says, like, last night was wonderful. And he goes, last night was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> you, I'll go. You yeah. stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> was it because, <laughs> because my puss has teeth, isn't it? <laughs> it's because I've got um. a toothy puss. <laughs> My uh, my ween is all bit to shit because <laughs> of your toothy puss. 
I get out of here. I gotta draw some goddamn gargoyles. All right, before I go, can I use your toothbrush? And do you have some floss and some more floss <laughs> for my puss? And also, <laughs> do you have a water pick <laughs> for my puss and some vinegar? <laughs> oh, Jesus. What? Too much? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing too much at this point. No, no. But face uh, is a real toilet face at yeah. this point. Um. Then it, it, they become a thing. They become a thing. They fall in well, love. His life improves. They get married. They have two children. It cuts to like ten years later. Ten years later, it's their anniversary. Yes. of the first time that he tried to rape her. Yes, and uh, she went along with it. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just the alley part was kind of. Nah. Well, she did. She did when she retold the story to her kids because I even wrote this like. They told the kids about the rapiness? Oh, yeah. She's like, when you thought dad was going, going to, to rape, rape you. you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Preston's art career becomes, he becomes a the very stuff successful of legend. Wyatt artist. is his agent again, and he's he's really good with the kids. And he this watches is all them because Radon Chong is friends mm-hmm. with the biggest art dealer in, yeah. in the city. And when they go to that art gallery, he sees Maddox. Maddox. Yeah. And he's like, look, that night was crazy. But you know what happened. You saw something. I know you saw something. And Preston is just like, get out of here, and grabs um, Carola and just kind of hightails it out of there. We haven't mentioned her name is Carola. Which is a weird name. It's not Carol. It's not Crayola. It's not Carolyn. It's not Carolyn. It's Carola. I mean, it sounds it's, it sounds kind of like a chocolate bar that you would get. Mm. Which is Alorock backwards. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I really did do that though. I was like, "Is it trying some, to figure out? Is it, it like yeah. Alucard?" Yes. Doctor A. My name is Elorgrag. <laughs> is that gargoyle back? <laughs> no, I have to go. Flap, 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 flap. <laughs> I'm El Yogrog. <laughs> Cat attack, cat attack, cat attack, cat attack. Well, that's a beautiful name. Mind mind if I just put my face on your toothy (laughs) pussy? If you don't mind me flying around the room. (laughs) You can face toilet me anytime you want. All right, it's 10 years later. It's 10 years later. Things are going great. And we're recording this in real time. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, this is going to take a while. See you in 10 years. See you in $2. So... Uh, they go out for their anniversary. They come back. Wyatt has been watching the kids all night. He leaves. Uh, and I think that it, at this point, he's he's telling her how much he loves her, how much she's meant to him. And now um, I think he went to go check on the kids. Yeah. And she finds a sheet of paper with a gargoyle face on it. And he comes back, and I think he sees that she's mm-hmm. holding it, and that's when he's like, "I want to be honest with you, and I want to tell you, I want to show you something." And he goes into a drawer and he pulls out a sculpture he made of the gargoyle, and he gives it to her. He starts going on about, "This is what happened to me before I met you. Mm-hmm. It killed Jerry, the bartender. This is the thing that changed my life before I met you." And she's kind of taking it all in. She's nodding, and she gets up. She looks up. She looks pissed a so little. I, yeah, I had written earlier crying. in my notes. Come on, 
Yeah. <laughs> She's the gargoyle. gargoyle. Yeah. Um. So she gets up, she starts crying, and she yells, you promised you'd never tell. Mm-hmm. Um, you really rumple stiltskin me here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so she she does the transformation and you could hear oh, her screaming. Great. The transformation is great. Yeah. Uh, you the kids wake up and they they climb in bed with each other because they're scared of the screaming mm-hmm. coming from the other room, and she's screaming, but she's also you can tell it's like heartbroken wailing. She's yeah. So sad because she loved Preston. Yeah. It's it's not it's not really anger. It, I think it's the sadness and the disappointment mm-hmm. of of what's happened, and. One of my favorite makeup effects of all time is here where she grabs her head and pulls it in half. Yeah. And you just see like because, I mean, it looks like she really grabbed her head and just ripped it right down the middle. And you see the start of the gargoyles head. Yeah. Oh, that was such a great effect. And the wings come out of the back. And like the yeah, the the, um, I forget what it's called when the knees go backwards, but Mm. the gargoyles knees go backwards and it starts to like poke through her legs and yeah. stuff. Oh, it was such a great transformation. Yeah. K and B did such a great job. Yep. And that was one thing we didn't uh really mention too much when we were watching the credits. And I I texted you and mm-hmm. I was like, did you see who did the makeup? And it was K and B with consultant um credit to Dick Smith mm-hmm. who did the makeup for um The Godfather, Godfather Two, The Exorcist, He's written Taxi a bunch of, Driver. Yeah, he wrote great he, books on Yeah, he basically created the modern uh, makeup effects mm-hmm. industry. Like he was one of the first ones to use uh, like appliques mm-hmm. um, for a mask instead of just a solid mask, having parts and then putting, you know, light mirrors and makeup up. Using so that, gelatin and using cool yeah. appliances and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, so just having him even consult on it, mm-hmm. he might've just showed up on set one day and they were like, Oh my God, Dick Smith is here. He learned we- Tom Savini learned pretty much everything he knew mm-hmm. from Dick Smith. I mean, he's he's a legend. Yes. He he won a uh, God. I I think he like won an posthumous Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I think he um I think he got a special Oscar for Little Big Man with Dustin Hoffman. I believe you are right. Um, but yeah, he's he's just legend. So this transformation is great. Oh my God, uh, it's so she, good. She turns into the full gargoyle, and he's, she's he's realizing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he, starting to be like, no, 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 and then. In my head, I was like, oh, don't do it to the kids, too. Yeah. And the, the little kids show up, and they're both gargoyles. And they look so sad. They, well, they're, the one was crying. The little yeah. girl was crying. Um, and actually, I think that the I think that Radon Chong's gargoyle was crying as I well. I think so, too. Yeah, they were all very sad. Uh, and then um, she, you know, she basically says, this is breaking my heart. Yeah. She grabs him. She bites his throat out. And then they fly up through the uh, the skylight and they fly onto the top of a building and they turn to stone. And then she's like, uh, hey, kids, can you nuzzle up to my privates mm-hmm. so we can turn to stone and I can be holding you? Right. Just can you just ram your head into my private? Yeah. <laughs> Look out for the teeth. If you have a flosser. Yeah. Be. Just, uh, <laughs> do me a solid. Give me a flosser's width of distance. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the the little kid thing for me was a, a, a bridge too far, but at the same time, I'd rather because be it was too dark or too sad or just too dumb. I felt it was dumb. Okay. Hmm. Um, I didn't I go mean, on the I didn't go on the ride with that. Okay. I, I understand why they made them 
But at the same time, because she was gargoyle. At the same time, I'm glad that they made them gargoyles and they went with mom. Yeah. Rather than they stayed human and mom had to kill them too. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that kind of wouldn't have worked for me. So. Yeah. I I get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, in in the original uh, Japanese, it's a ghost and not a gargoyle. Yes. But I guess the the ghost might not have worked in this instance a ghost doesn't usually kill a bartender it wouldn't be as cool of an effect yeah definitely not right okay so that is the that is the whole thing that is the whole thing i i forgot how much i liked this one it's it is it's clunky and it's goofy but i think it is a very sad story super sad yeah let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more transmissions after this okay hey it's matt again uh Wanted to tell you about another show that we have here on Gabber Media. It's called Roach Coach, and we listen to new metal in order to create the new metal canon. So if you've ever wondered what Limp Bizkit would sound like if you listened to it now, check out Roach Coach. Back to the show. Welcome back. Okay. This story left me puzzled about one major part okay what's that why'd she just fucking kill the bartender so i don't know so i think that she was the gargoyle that was watching him in the beginning yes yes 100 percent. and she tracked him to the bar she saw he was struggling I'm not really sure why she killed the bartender, but this was probably the only way that she could. I mean, maybe maybe this is how she's able to transform into a human is by making him make this promise. And without the threat of the terrible violence that could happen, he's not really able to make that oath because it's 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 the oath that he makes. Maybe the oath that he makes is what turns her into a human. It's hard to see her as totally sympathetic, right? It, when it she is. has murdered this other dude. Yeah, and I mean, brutally, yeah. and for no reason. Yeah, right. That that was my big problem with it. Other than that, this is really great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scale of one to ten, tall glasses of drambuie. Eight and a half. Yeah, I'm at eight and a half. I'm gonna give it a nine. That concludes Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. At all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is, there is not, is there a number two? Is there a Tales from the Dark Side? Um, they had they they planned it, to do it one. It went and, into pre prod, but. And it, that was it. it. Yeah. We know what the stories they were planning on doing were, Um, where there was. God, it wasn't called Pin Pals. That's the Simpsons, but it was. It was something like that. There was that was supposed to be in the original, or that was supposed to be in Creature Two, two, as was Cat from Hell. Yeah, Um, they were gonna do a Robert Block story, Mm -hmm. Beyond Human. Mm -hmm. They were gonna do that, and they were gonna do. I think it was called like some rain, rain, rainy season, or or something like that. Mm -hmm. Which was about. Kind of like uh, Shirley Jackson's The Lottery, mm. where uh, a community kind of has to let a family be sacrificed in order to have good crops. Oh wow! Okay, but uh, they they never 
I didn't tell you what does it, dude. <laughs> uh, interestingly, um, this film was given a rating of 35% fresh I was on the ratings aggregation site Rotten Tomatoes based that. on 17 reviews while receiving an overall grade of C at Box Office Mojo. Boo! Yeah, I think that's unnecessarily I, I harsh. I think it's a solid so B. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. If you yeah, said B minus, I would be okay with that, but it's a B. I would I would disagree with the B minus. I, yeah. I think that this is a solid B. Well, let's uh, get a, a scale for the whole thing. Okay, for the whole thing, um, how many uh, chips a lot? Chips a lot cookies. How many bags of chips a lot cookies would you give this episode? I'm gonna give it a nine. I, I, have I to really thought it was solid. I thought it was really solid. Yeah, really I felt liked like it. This and Creep Show were easily easily relatable to. The Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. It mm-hmm. really, really made it clear why they would have made them to begin with. Yeah. Yep. Um, if only the show had half of the writing yeah. that yeah. Were, were in both of those movies, uh, we wouldn't have people start this journey with us only to write and say, I don't think I can hang. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if any of these episodes were produced or any of these stories were produced as Tales episodes with very little money i could see cat from hell being virtually unwatchable on a yeah. Yeah. you know thirty thousand dollar budget or whatever they had for an episode i think, I think they had two hundred thousand okay. it was a hundred to two hundred thousand yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah it, it was really enjoyable yeah so next week is the transmissionies mm-hmm. the glitz we gotta get dressed up the glamour i would i think we should we'll talk about which uh what are the, what the categories are going to be and then after that we said that we're going to take a quick break uh we're going to play our four favorite classic episodes one from each season mm-hmm. the episode that we think is the best from each season and then uh, you can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram and Gmail, uh, tftdspod.com or tftdspod on Twitter. Um, thank you to everybody who's wa- uh, watching these movies with us and been commenting with it. Maddie. And if you guys uh, have... I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I wanted to uh, to give credit to Sean he was doing a thing where he did a drawing a day yes. uh, for October and his drawings were awesome. Um, I looked at his stuff on, uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, Instagram mm-hmm. and they were amazing. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to say Shout how, to how Sean great, Corn. yeah, how yeah. great I thought his stuff was. He is a crusher. If you guys have um, any episodes that you that were your favorites of our show, every any favorite episodes while we are choosing our um, our four our, our four favorites, you know, let us let know. Let us know. Let because us know. Uh, the other thing is, and this is a uh, Squarespace limitation. Uh, now that we are at episode one hundred and one, the episodes start disappearing from RSS feeds. Oh, uh, so they will always be available on um, tftdspod.com or Gabber Media. Uh, they'll always be there and always downloadable, uh, but they won't be as easy to get into a player uh, because for a reason that nobody understands, 
uh, Squarespace limits their RSS feed at 100 episodes. Boo earns. Boo mm. earns. I was saying boo, boo earns. earns. Uh, anything else? Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.